We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Vivid Seats. It's Friday, December 1st. 2023 i have to pay rent pay rent everybody alex barutha here with shannon McEwen and ken k train Kreitz. is there all aboard is there some sort of activity involved to pay the rent <laughs> uh scary terry rosier puts up 37 points with 13 assists uh in a 129 128 loss to the nets uh might be taken over a little bit with Lamelo ball out really helping my 16-team stake league uh, where yeah. he was out for a long time. This game was – there was a lot to talk about in this game fantasy-wise. Cam Thomas also made his return for the Nets, yes. saving another one of my teams. Came off the bench to score 26 points in 25 minutes. You also had Bryce McGowan start for the Hornets, who scored 14 points. Uh, no Brandon Miller in this game. Uh, so it's probably just a spot start for McGowan's doesn't seem like a long-term thing for Miller. We also had the fourth straight appearance off the bench for PJ Washington with miles bridges back in the fold bridges playing well, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the nets, the nets are back to health. Ken, I just say, yeah, the nets are finally healthy. Look out for Brooklyn Claxton. Nick Claxton is on fire lately at 20 points, 14 boards in two blocks. Love the blocks he gets you out of center. Nets are nine and nine. I'd say their arrows pointing up. Now they finally got Cam Johnson back. They got Cam Thomas back coming off the bench like they've always planned. Uh, so I, yeah, I kind of like I like the the outlook for the Nets. Yeah, they'll be uh, in a good position to add some veterans as well. Um, you got plenty of teams in the Eastern Conference alone: Pistons, Wizards, Bulls, who are essentially done. Um, so there'll be there'll be good veterans to be had via trades if the Nets want to add to their pieces too. Uh, Shannon, are you concerned about Spencer Dinwiddie now that Camp Thomas is back because he has also been saving me in plenty of leagues uh, after a slow start? Yeah, Dinwiddie's been really solid uh, for the past week plus. Um, he started the year off uh, in a good good way as well, but. Like you mentioned, as soon as Cam Thomas comes back, Dinwiddie goes from from averaging 40 plus fantasy points per game in the four previous games. He was at 45.4 fantasy points per game uh, to last night in, in a one point loss. Played 30, 34 minutes still, but his fantasy production dipped down 24.8 fantasy points. Only it's, nine shot attempts. 
Yep. Yep. Only nine shot attempts. So I, I think, I think this is just Dinwiddie and this is the way he's been, even when he's playing those big roles for teams. Like it's, it's super encouraging. They still played 38 minutes in the game last night. So that's a positive. I think the minutes will probably still be there, but his, his play, his production is always going to be up and down. He's a roller coaster. Always has been. Yeah, we should also note from that game, Gordon Hayward had a pretty nice uh, outing, 22 points, six rebounds, six assists. He had been playing like uh, crap lately. Yeah. Um, had really struggled, but partially due to Rozier coming back and Miles Bridges coming back. This is a big bounce back game for him. If you, uh, if you weren't able to sell high after the first like six games of the season, uh, at least now you can feel good that maybe he's sort of back uh, with LaMelo expected to miss probably a month, month plus. It's still unclear. One other take from the Charlotte side is PJ Washington coming off the bench. Now miles bridges and Mark Williams starting in the front court for the bot, the Bobcats, the Hornets <laughs> um, may as well but, be the Bobcats. Still. Exactly. Exactly. But PJ Washington, you know, even though he's in that six man role, 33 minutes last night, I think it's very encouraging. If it, his usage was 20%, had a productive game, be, yeah, even though he was only two, ele- two from two for eleven from the floor, he still hit four free throws, had eight rebounds, five assists, two blocks, three steals. Still a productive guy, still getting minutes. He'll get you three pointers, blocks, steals. That rare combination that you're always looking for. So I think he's a hold in most leagues, even in in with the bench roll. All right, let's go to uh, San Antonio where Wemby is a game-time decision tonight versus the Pelicans with a hip issue. This is the second of a back-to-back games for the Spurs. Uh, Wemby played 29 minutes in Thursday's loss to Atlanta last night. Spurs are now 3-15. So you got to wonder, why would they push Wemby if there's any kind of health risk? This is what I was worried about preseason with Wemby is Spurs aren't going to compete this season. They're playing for the future. Give him credit. He's played in all 18 games so far. But my temptation here is to trade high. Does that seem silly or wise to you guys? Um, I don't mind a sell high on Wembenyama. It's it's a I mean, it's a really tough conversation. People are, you know, this is sort of emblematic of also like the rookie of the year conversation uh, between him and Chet. It's like Wembenyama, his shooting percentage is a little bit low. Like Ken mentioned, you worry about his minutes. You have to wonder, like, does the does this performance, you know, the shooting get better with the way they're playing offense with Sohan out there? Are they going to change that at some point? Um, I think I can. I think you're fine if you want to sell high. The you know, obviously, the question uh, when you talk about like selling high, buying low, anything like that is who are you getting in return? What sort of right, targets are right. you trying to get? And I think um, Wembenyama's what, what like a third round value right now, maybe. Um, double checking. He's, he's ranked deal. 19th. Yeah, he, he ranks, depending from site to site, it's different. There are numerous yeah. operate, uh, commission sites where he ranks as a top 10 player right now. He's he's probably more in that 15 to 20 range um, if, if you look at solid rankings. Uh, I would 100% trade Wemby for a top 10 player if I can get it, and I think you Absolutely. would be able to get a top 10 player for him. The, the game count from here on out worries me especially as the Spurs, you know, really have nothing to play for. We should also point out that last that game, Sohan, they 
career tying 33 points, career high tying 33 points, eight boards and six dimes on 12 of 14 shooting. I don't think he's going to shoot 12 of 14 again for a while. Uh, and Trey Young on the winning side of things, 45 points and 14 dimes. He had 16 free throw attempts. The Hawks are now at 500. They're nine and nine. Uh, Alex, are you excited about to play your favorite Charles Bassey tonight in DFS if Wemby's out? Yeah, if Wemby's out, I think, um, you know, uh, Charles Bassey and uh, Zach Collins are good options. You know, Collins is safer, going to be a higher price on the on the um, uh, daily fantasy sites. Bassey's a little more of a value, um, high-risk, high-reward option. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Sohan – I'm Amazing performance from him, obviously. I think everybody has been fairly critical of Sohan, not because he's we think he's a bad player, but because he we acknowledge he's playing out of position. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously a, a really big uh, step in the right direction for him. If you can stash him for the second half, I think he's going to have a great second half once he's adapted to the position. Alex, take us to news out of Miami. Uh, Miami. Bam Adebayo leaves Thursday's game versus the Pacers. After re-injuring this hip issue, which has kind of been bothering for a while, bothering him for a while. <laughs> what are you laughing about, Ken? I'm laughing. Shannon, are you with me on this? The sigh when you go, ah, Miami, is the man that's had to write so many injury updates of the Miami uh, Heat roster. Well, so it's not only that, but it's also it's also being a Bucks fan. And you're like, does this team, man, I hate this team. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Adebayo has been dealing with a hip injury, left the game versus the Pacers after I took his over on points, of course, because that's how things work. Uh, Miami <laughs> still still did work against the Pacers, beat them 142 to 132. My goodness. Uh, Halliburton scores a career high 44 points. It was honestly due uh, with the way they put up uh, numbers at this point. Jame Jaquez Jr., uh, who we will talk about more later, uh, with Adebayo going out at 24 points, five rebounds, and one steal in 33 minutes. Butler took 20 free throw attempts because there's absolutely nobody on the Indiana who can guard him. Uh, Josh Richardson at 19 points in 32 minutes. Uh, Shannon, what do you make of, you know, out of bio is maybe out Butler's kind of been in and out of the lineup. You still have hero out. I mean, if you're playing DFS, if you're in season long, how do you approach just kind of what you're seeing with the Miami heat? Yeah, I, I know you're going to talk about a couple Miami Heat players in our waiver wire section. We talked about a couple uh, two weeks ago. I think we've had a Miami Heat fe- player featured in our waiver wire almost Rob. every, yeah, almost every segment this season. Um, for me, I, I mean, with, you know, the one guy, Josh Richardson, who we won't talk about later, he's been very solid for him. I, I think he's, he's an option. He's a streaming option. Um, until this team's healthy, basically until Hero returns. Duncan Robinson also solid. Caleb Martin kind of for he's kind of been forgotten about, um, but he had that big playoff run last year, and, and he's he's coming off the bench, but doing solid over the past three games. Twenty seven minutes per twenty five fantasy points per game in, in those performances. Um, for the front court, I mean, if Bam's out, you got Tam Thomas Bryant and Orlando Robinson. One of those two will probably step up. I think Thomas Bryant's the guy I would give first look to. Yeah, and um, you mentioned it. Like, if you're in a deep league, Caleb Martin and Josh Richardson, like those are great options. So the Heat, the Heat are chock full of options. Who are a lot of them are very under rostered, and I don't know why because the Heat are actually talked about uh, a lot. And uh, Ken, 
I hate to say it, but you have to take us uh, to the Bulls-Bucks game. Yeah, yeah. Bulls upset the Bucks 120-113 in overtime. Bucks had won eight of nine before that loss, so I wouldn't get too down there, Alex. But really weird. No Zach Levine. No DeMar DeRozan for Chicago. Illinois product Io DeSumo and Alex Caruso started. But Chicago got 31 points off the bench from Torrey Craig, Andre Drummond, and former Buck Javon Carter. Uh, Alex, what do you read into this? Uh, man. Uh, you Well, you've written in our Google Doc here. Am I worried about the bench? I'm worried about the whole damn team, Ken, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm worried Adrian Griffin is like David Blatt. It's just not going to work. They're going to have to fire him. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, this is atrocious. Losing, you know, without DeRozan and Levine. You, I, like, on one hand, you understand how this happens because, <clears throat> in you know, Levine especially is kind of bringing the team down lately. All these guys who are not in the trade rumors are hyped to get the extra minutes. They yeah. want to beat the Bucs. The Bucs are especially vulnerable in the backcourt, you know, uh, Kobe White goes for 23. Dasunmu has the game of his of his season against Lillard and Beasley. Lillard has seven turnovers, scores only 18 points. They give up five, they give up 14 rebounds to Andre Drummond in 13 minutes. My God. Um, you, you mentioned missing, it. Like you, you missing Drew Holiday already? Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. you know, the I look, we need Chris Middleton a lot. And that part game, of the that- the Bucks would be lacking in their depth with or without Holiday. You know, it, it's not like they gave up a bunch of pieces to land Drew Holiday. It's, they would still lack depth with him. Alex doesn't miss Grayson Allen. <clears throat> you know, Grayson Allen has actually been good. I tried to tell people, like, Grayson Allen's not a bad player. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of this is Middleton. Like, Middleton is just not himself, obviously. Yeah. Knee issues. Um, and... For, you I'm know, a little past- worried he's never going to be himself. Well, I'm a little yeah. worried that that knee ain't coming back. Yeah, at this point, it's definitely concern, uh, and it's just as much of a concern defensively as offensively. You know, Middleton was a fine defender when he was in his prime, yeah. but he's not a great athlete. And so when you lose that athleticism, he's on the wing. He's trying to guard like these athletic threes. 32, 32 years old, getting a little up there. Can't do it. And you mentioned not to panic. The Bucks also have the uh, how, how would you phrase this? The the most the fakest record in the NBA, uh, according to uh, garbage time net rating or non garbage time net rating, they have two and a half more wins, real wins than they should. So you're actually looking at more of like an eleven and eight team instead of a thirteen and six team. Uh, but that that's that's enough of my takes. Why you're why you're on the roll? Back. Give us the Zach Levine update. Oh, the Zach Levine update. Yeah, he's out for at least a week. Um, you know, we saw it in this game, Kobe white played really well. I think that can, you know, I mean, he should be rostered, so there's not necessarily a lot you can do there. Uh, I'm interested in like the, the stuff, you know, he's shown an ability to play fine. The thing is he need, he needs 30 minutes. Yeah. Like you, it's not he's like a, a defense first guy. guy. He's a defense first guy. He certainly was coming out of Illinois. Yeah. Shannon is Alex overly concerned about the bucks. I, I mean, the Bucks record is hard to complain about, but I will say for a team with that good of a record, uh, it's amazing how bad they've looked at, at, for stretches this season. Yeah, I mean, barely but, barely beating Washington, barely beating the biggest comeback of the year against Portland. What are we doing? You've got two top 10 players that I, I've, I've preached this every time uh, a new super team arises. The Miami Heat 
uh, big three started 10 and 10. So do you have nothing to worry about? It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, uh, week seven is kind of the in-season tournament week. Can you walk folks through the details? Yeah, I mean, like Shannon was mentioning, there's nothing to worry about. The Bucks were four and zero in in-season tournament games. Uh, they win when it counts. They know they know how to be clutch. They they step up to the moment. Uh, them and the Lakers both undefeated in in-season tournament games. Yes, uh, this is an interesting week for fantasy. Um, the first time this has ever happened, so we we obviously need to talk about it. Monday and Tuesday are the quarterfinals. Um, if you don't know those games. Uh, see if I can remember those games off the top of my head. It's Bucks, Knicks, Celtics, Pacers, uh, Lakers, Suns, and Jazz. No, not Jazz. Pelicans, Kings. And that's still uh, in the NBA arenas, the usual NBA yep. arenas. Still in the usual NBA arenas. Then on Thursday, uh, we get the semifinals, which is in Vegas. And then the finals will be on Saturday. Uh, as Ken notes, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN slash Fubo. Doesn't count for fantasy. That's an important thing to note. Um, Saturday games, those games do not count for fantasy. So keep that in mind. Uh, other than that, every every team plays two times next week between Monday and Friday. Those are the only games that count for fantasy. The, the semifinal, and I could be wrong here. I'm, I'm literally asking. The semifinal games that are in Vegas, the semis, not the final. The semis still count towards their NBA 82-game season record. It's yeah. just the final that is on its own, not in fantasy and not in the season-long records, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure the knockout teams play another game. That's how they get their second game um, that week, Oh, I, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken. And that doesn't have any value either. other than uh, They might do that on Friday. I got yeah. to double check. I'm I, I'm fairly certain only the finals, the championship game, does not count yeah. as a regular season game and fantasy stats. Uh, it's also important to note. Um, I forgot which games it is. This is terrible podcasting. There are two. The, a lot of the days have two games, and there's like I think it's Wednesday and or Tuesday and Thursday. Can't remember. One of the days has like 13 games, and the other day has like 11 games. So. If you're in one of those daily transaction leagues and you want to like stream in on low volume days, if you're one of those people, keep that in mind because some days have like two games, some days have like 13. Uh, so keep that in mind if you're a daily league streamer. Uh, back to basketball though, Ken. Yeah, yeah, good news. Trey Murphy finally returning for the New Orleans Pelicans. Murphy's 67% rostered on Yahoo, but only 10% on ESPN. So check your waiver wire for Murphy. Murphy announced he took an old video of himself as a kid uh, and reposted on Twitter where as a kid, he says, I think it's Trey. He says, hi, my name is Trey, and I have a basketball game tomorrow. It's a very cute video. Look that, look that on Twitter. Alex, you got some other player news. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yes, Kelly Oubre expected to return next week uh, from the car accident that happened. A lot of questions surrounding that. Uh, but he is expected to return next week. And we also have Shannon's Pistons in the news. A savior. Bojan Bo- <laughs> Bogdanovich. Yeah, they don't need Bojan the Bogdanovich. Bo- they the need first Bo- Is he the first or the second? I don't really know where he is in the Bojan. He's the uh, only. <laughs> the the Bojan. So keep that in mind uh, when, when uh, checking out games for the Pistons. See who gets minutes. See who loses minutes. Obviously, Shannon and us will be talking about that. We a lot a good, more. You got a good uh, question for fan feedback after sure. about the Pistons uh, and Bayanovich. After Alex tells us about our good friends at Underdog, we love we love Underdog. They're the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first time deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars, which I utilized the other day, believe it or not. And a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with your promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA 
to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. <laughs> That's RWNBA. You take one week off, man. <laughs> I was lining up our fan feedback questions, Alex and Shannon. Prepare yourself to give fabulous wisdom to the loyal, loyal fans of the show. First question from Ben McKinstry. My apologies if I mispronounced that. Uh, hey, guys, love the show. Watch from Australia. Hello, Australia. My question, should we buy low now on Austor Thompson, your Pistons rookie, Shannon? How worried are we about the Detroit rotation? We just mentioned Bajanovic coming back. I think it's a great one. What do you say, Shannon? Yeah, I, I think Asar Thompson is absolutely a buy-low candidate. Uh, he came off the bench last night uh, in the Pistons' loss to the Knicks. I would not read into that too much. Essentially, Isaiah Livers received the, the start over uh, Asar Thompson. It's not great that he only played 13 minutes off the bench, but I don't expect that to stick. I think Asar Thompson will be back in the starting lineup or a much more pivotal part of the rotation in the near future. It might take a couple games. The Pistons are obviously throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Uh, but Asar Thompson is not a guy um, I'm too worried about. I'm holding him. I'm stashing him if I own him anywhere in redraft leagues. If I roster him in Dynasty, obviously I'm stashing him there. And then for Dynasty and redraft, I also do believe he's a great buy-low candidate. Uh, the other – Fox yeah. are fantastic, especially it's, from a guard forward yeah, position. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and he can hit threes, inconsistent. Um, that that's to be expected with the, with a rookie who shot his shot was his big question mark coming into the league. But I I think he's a absolutely a hold or a buy low option. Alex, anything to add to that, or should we go to question two? I think I think Sharon covered it. Excellent. Let's go to question two from Ian Solace. Uh, he asks Brogdon and John Collins. Collins, sorry, or Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. I would rather take Siakam here rather than the combo of Brogdon and John Collins, partially because John Collins depends on your league size and format. You know, you said nine cat. If we're just going to assume 12 team, you should roster Collins, but he you don't have to start him necessarily, you know, on, on three game weeks. Anyway, I, I would rather have Siakam because I think you can stream in Collins' value for the most part. I mean, Brogdon's game count is always going to be a problem with his injury right, yeah. history. Also, Siakam qualifies at center on Yahoo. That's on Yahoo. That's where you're playing. And Collins is not blocking shots like he used to. And Kessler coming back. I no, and I, Collins is going to fade with Kessler coming back too. Yeah, I mean, maybe we buried the league a little bit. Brogdon's been playing extremely well. Like Brogdon's having an amazing season. Um, partially because he's one of the only like functional playmakers with experience on that on that yeah. roster. Um, but of course, you know, Scoot's gonna get more playing time. Simons is gonna come back. Ken mentioned the game count. He's a lower body injury risk. Uh so yeah, takes Siakam. Yeah, right. I, I we're we're three-way agreements on on Siakam here. Um Brogdon, I also worry about you know, just Brogdon's long-term outlook with that team. I, I, I think it's at some point this season, it's going to be criminal if they don't get Scoot Henderson into the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, they sold their future, uh, you know, with Dame Lillard, p selling him off to Miami, and opening the door for Scoot to take over this team. They need to get him in the starting lineup eventually. 
And Brogdon, I, I view this as a showcase. They're going to trade Brogdon. Brogdon could land a starting gig elsewhere um, with a contender, but even if it's a starting gig, he's going to, you know, not going to be the best player on the floor or the second best player on the floor for that team. He'll likely be a more of a complimentary role. Um, and he also could revert back to six man role like he was with Boston last year. So I don't think his body can handle a starting role. I don't think he can handle that uh, yeah. 30 minutes a night. And Collins, I like Collins as a player. He's doing fine. But, you know, really, other than, you know, like, defensively, not doing nearly as well. He's hitting more three-pointers than he ever has. But that's it. Pretty much everything else is down. Yep. All right, Alex, take us to the waiver wire. The waiver wire. It is time. Uh, basically, how this works, if you haven't been here before, we each, uh, Ken, Shannon, and I have two regular waiver wire picks, players who are rostered in fewer than 50% of usually Yahoo leagues. And then we each have one long shot, usually rostered in 25% or fewer of Yahoo leagues. As we talked about schedule-wise earlier in the show, in case you missed it or got confused because it is confusing, uh, only games Monday through Friday will count next week. The Saturday game, the in-season tournament championship, which is Saturday, will not count towards fantasy. So if you have a, you know, if the, if it's Celtics, Suns, and the in-season tournament championship, you don't get those Tatum games. You don't get the Booker games. Uh, in some ways, this is nice. Everyone plays twice. Just play your best players. Don't worry about game count. Yep. Chill. It's great. Chill. A lot more like fantasy football that way. Don't have to think yeah. as much about like adding up uh, somebody's, you know, if, you have to think about adding up Bismack Biombo's rebounds in like a four-game week to compare them <laughs> to like Miles Turner. Um, okay. Alex, who's, your who's your first pick? It looks like you're doubling down in Miami. I'm I'm doubling down in Miami. I'm going with Jaime Jaquez and Kyle Lowry. They're both about 50% rostered. Please roster these people. Like, <laughs> I, I am begging you to add these players to your team. Uh, Jaquez, past 12 games, 16 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists on 55, 48, 87 shooting. He looks awesome. Bam on a bio uh, he's now dealing with this hip injury, but I would have endorsed it anyway. I wrote this down before the game last night. Um, yes, Tyler Hero will come back. I still think Hawkes will probably be worth rostering on that team uh, when Hero is back. Kyle Lowry, he's ranked 83rd on the entire season. He should be on rosters. Uh, past 11 games specifically, 12 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.2 steals, shooting 48% from the field and hitting 2.7 threes. These guys just have to be on 12-team rosters. I don't even think there's an exception. All right. That's it. Well, well said. Well said. All right, I'm going to go to Milwaukee for my first pick. And look, this is a much better player, I think, in fantasy than in real life. But Malik Beasley, who's 45% rostered for uh, for the Bucks over the last four games. Listen to this. 14.5 points. Here's what shocked me. Seven and a half rebounds, plus a steal and a half. He's always going to hit three-pointers. He's at three and a half triples. Playing over 35 minutes a game over the last four games. Maybe he's finally comfortable in his offensive role for Milwaukee. We know they have depth issues, so I think he's going to keep getting a ton of minutes. And as I said earlier, I'm a little worried Middleton's never going to return to all-star production. That leaves a lot of scoring opportunities, frankly, a lot of catch-and-shoots for Beasley. And if he plays terrible defense, it doesn't affect your fantasy squad. So dive in and enjoy some Malik Beasley. 
Nice, yeah. nice pick, Ken. My my first free agent suggestion for the week is Derek Lively, rookie center for the Dallas Mavericks. Forty three percent rostered. I am stunned, yeah. flabbergasted, bamboozled. I don't know any any kind of word you want to toss out there. I cannot believe that he's only forty three percent rostered. Derek Lively has been up and down this year. He just missed one game on the 25th of November due to an ankle injury, but he quickly returned. Uh, I'm sorry, a back injury quickly returned and played um, Tuesday against the Rockets, 28 minutes, 23 fantasy points, eight points, five rebounds, two blocks. There's, there's going to be some ups, ups and downs here. There's going to be a roller coaster, but he's a rookie. Uh, I believe it'll get better as the season goes on. Uh, he's ranked higher right now on the season than a guy we talked about earlier, John Collins, um, ranked higher than, than Collins is blocks, blocks, it's, blocks, blocks. Yeah. Those blocks are very valuable. So he's averaging 1.1 on the season right now. Again, I think the best is yet to come with Derek Lively. So even though there's some inconsistencies and there's going to be stretches where he might not be good. He's he's locked into that starting role. He's started every game he's been healthy since you know after since the second game of the season, um, really since the second half of the first game of the season. And I don't think that's going to change unless the Mavericks trade for like an All Star caliber center. Um, they're probably and even if they do look to add pieces this year via trade, uh, probably be more at the three and the four than the five. They they you have to assume they view Lively as a, a nice building block and their potential long term fixture at the five forum it's weird and yet good to see them not give minutes to dwight powell they're finally <laughs> moving powell to a rolled gig you know a, a specific off the bench role uh which they should have done years ago uh big upside for lively love that pick alex who's your number two free agent grab i guess sadiq bay of the atlanta hawks uh former piston of shannon's he's 49 percent rostered he has uh, Jalen Johnson is out, uh, which is unfortunate. You know, he's one of the breakout players this year. He's not expected to return. He Johnson will probably be back in fifth of January. Uh, Bay has started the past three games. Hasn't done a lot extra as a starter. Continues just to play his game. But he's ranked 131st on the whole season. We know he can get hot. Uh, past nine games, 14.6 rebounds, one assist with 1.4 steals shooting 55, 38, 72. Just someone who I think should be rostered when Jalen Johnson is out. Um, you know, someone you can you can move in on four-game weeks. Absolutely. DeAndre Hunter was in that, oh, you can go ahead and cut him territory. And then Johnson got hurt and suddenly had a few good games. He was mediocre last night. Um, it'll be interesting yeah. to see if it's Bay or Hunter that benefits more. From the Johnson absence, yeah, I would, I would say Bay Bay slight edge in, in receiving a bigger benefit, um, but Hunter Bay, even Bogdanovich, all three of them yeah. playing more and playing yeah. well with uh, Johnson out. Uh, my number two pick, admittedly pretty boring, but Josh Hart with the New York Knicks, he's forty nine percent rostered. Got off to a very slow start, oddly for the Knicks this season because his role seemed pretty uh, cemented in their playoff run last season. But hey, just remember this. Last season, Josh Hart was ranked 65th in total game production in eight category leagues. Rebounds a lot for a guard. He qualifies as a guard and forward on Yahoo. And hey, last nine games, now he's back up to over 30 minutes of contest, 
over nine points, six rebounds, almost three dimes, almost one and a half stocks while shooting 53% from the field and hitting more than one tray per game. I think Josh Hart is back to that role um, he had last year with the Knicks. We know Thibodeau loves to give his guys big minutes. Uh, so I think after a slow start, Hart could be a nice, boring, but reliable uh, ad, especially if you need rebounds. You know, this this also comes, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett very quietly averaging 27 minutes a game over the past five games. Uh, hasn't been shooting very well. It's kind of turned back into R.J. Barrett. Meanwhile, you have Josh Hart uh, stepping up. So, yeah, uh, Hart's definitely someone who, like you mentioned, we, we, we've seen it before. He's a nice start on a four-game week for sure. Probably deserves to be on a roster. Shannon, someone we saw play last night. Yeah, and th this goes in along the lines of, th of thinking the Bulls are eventually just going to throw in the towel. But Patrick Williams, fourth-year wingman for the Chicago Bulls, number four overall pick in the 2020 draft. We're starting to see kind of what life might look like for Patrick Williams if the Bulls move on from Zach Levine and DeRozan as well. Over the past three games, all starts for Patrick Williams, he is averaging 33 minutes, 15 points, 4.3 rebounds, one steal, one block, and 1.7 three-pointers made. He's been solid for that team. You know, Again, this is a guy who, you know, solid lately, but uh, up and down, inconsistent production. Um, but he looked but, absolutely terrible in that blowout loss to the <laughs> Celtics where the Celtics had to get into the tournament. Mm -hmm. Ugly TOs, shot blocked at the rim multiple times. Couldn't get past Al Horford. Uh, but opportunity could be enormous when the Bulls finally give up on this roster. Yeah, he's 30, 35% rostered right now on Yahoo. Um, he is more of a, you know, more of a stash. You know, you could play him while while the Bulls are shorthanded right now. Um, I think he's worth a look. Who do you like better, Desumu or Patrick Williams, guys? Desumu or Williams? Are you, are you talking real life or? <laughs> or uh, I guess fantasy over the next month. Uh, well, over the next month, maybe it's two weeks. I should probably say. Patrick Williams. I mean, if you're asking me long term, like if Levine and DeRozan were to get traded, personally, I prefer Desunmu. But uh, they have different games. You know, Desunmu would definitely be a better points league player. I can tell you that much, at least. Yeah, I think Pat Williams has more. Short-term upside, uh, slightly higher floor, so I lean that way. Okay, we're going to my first long shot, or my first, my only long shot, our first long shot, which is Derek Rose. I can't believe I'm saying this name. Uh, what year is it? What? what? <laughs> I know. 9% uh, rostered, so widely available. Um, started versus the Jazz the other night. Put up 14 points, nine assists, and four rebounds in 27 minutes. When seeing at least 20 minutes a game this season, 15 points and four assists per game. They switch up their starting lineup to put him in the uh, to make him a starter. And uh, they, I mean, they're they need an exorcism, kind of like the kind of like the Pistons and the Wizards. So at Rosie's these look fine this season. Every time I watch a Jazz game or, or excuse me, a, a Grizzlies game or see some highlights. Or Uh, maybe, you know, deeper than that a little bit. I just add him. Why not? Shannon, without cheating, how old do you think Derek Rose is? Ooh, 
35. I oh, actually nice. thought it was older. I thought it was 36, 37, I was, 35. Yeah, I, I thought it was a trick question, so I tried to go younger. Ah, I see. Sorry. He was 31 when he played with your Pistons. Oh, I forgot about that. That did happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like how I got reminded DeAndre Jordan played for the Knicks. I was like, yeah, I guess that <laughs> happened. Uh, okay. Yeah, go get your long shot, Ken. I'm repeating a long shot from earlier because he's still unrostered and playing even better. Isaiah Joe, for your not very well-known OKC Thunder, he's rostered in only 19% of leagues. Maybe this is more of a deeper league pick. But he is instant offense out uh, off the bench for the Thunder. Great outside shooter. Helps with the floor spacing. And I'll throw in here, we don't really know what's going on with Josh Giddy, if you know what I'm saying. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Um, so let's see. That could open up a ton of playing time for Joe if Giddy has some legal issues. Last seven games for Joe, over 14 points, <laughs> over three and a half triples, shooting 55% from the field. His field goal percentage, considering it's almost all threes he's shooting, is amazing. 90% from the line, but doesn't get to go to the line too often. Even got uh, had a three-block block, three night the other night, but he's averaging uh, just under one block and one steal a game. He ranks 48th in nine-category leagues per game over the last 14 days. Isaiah Joe is a solid deep league ad. I agree. Nice. I think he's a very good deep league ad. Need those threes for sure. Yeah. Uh, my my long shot of the week, David Roddy, forward, Memphis Grizzlies, four percent rostered. Definitely uh, more of a a deeper league option. Fourteen team plus. Roddy Rody Piper. He came here to chew bubble gum and get buckets, and he's all out of bubble gum. Over the past three games, he is averaging 14.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, and one, no, I'm sorry, three three-pointers made per game, taking six uh, per per game as well from downtown. You know, he, he started the most recent game for Memphis. Memphis has been kind of playing around with their starting lineup, especially at the small forward spot. You've had Conchar get plugged in there, uh, Zaire Williams, bunch of different options i think roddy could get a, a pro you know a prolonged look at the small forward spot they did win against utah in in roddy's start i don't expect him to go out there and have a uh, huge production but he can get you some threes and get you some points and you know if you're in a 14 16 team league and you're desperate he's going to be a streaming option especially on weeks where they have uh, the grizzlies have four games Give us the better Roddy nickname. What is oh, it's it? Not a, it's not a Roddy nickname. It's a Kenny Lofton Jr. nickname, which is oh. Snack Randolph. <laughs> Snack Randolph. I like Big it. Body Roddy is the other nickname. I think it'll I mean, they got either, frankly. This, you know, you know, Ken, you're always talking about the Beef Brothers, the yeah, Washington Bullets. You got those Roddy two. and Lofton down there in we, Memphis eating barbecue. They should start those two just for giggles, just for I'm sure just for jiggles, just for point. jiggles, <laughs> just for jiggles and wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Oh my like a jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> All right, Ken, we're going to our drop segment, right? We have some drops questions. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, Azor Thompson already came up. Jaden Ivy, see drop territory. I think so. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tough. He he was like the eleventh uh, player to to touch the floor for the Pistons last night. 
Um, I don't believe he entered the game until the second quarter against the Knicks. Uh, I don't, you know, also Killian Hayes had a, a great performance um, back in the starting lineup and playing alongside Cade. I think Ivy is going to be one of the scapegoats here. Uh, it's going to be hard for him. Thompson, I'm more confident, will see the starting rotation, yeah. starting lineup again, uh, mainly because Isaiah Livers is horrible. Um, and Thompson has actually shown some upside and has long-term value for the Pistons. But Ivy, it's getting harder and harder by the day to to think to envision him as a long term piece with this team, especially if Monty uh, yep. is locked in as coach for eh, multiple seasons. I apologize for suggesting DeAndre Hunter as a drop a few weeks ago, uh, but did not see the Johnson injury, so I would say he's not a drop. Looking through the comments about other other drops, anybody come to mind for you? Well, Al? you know, I'm I'm scrolling through some you know poor performing players with high uh, roster percentages right now. Isaiah Stewart, sixty one percent rostered, unbelievable. Is that <laughs> is that necessary? No, no. Uh, you don't you don't need to do that. That's a drops question. Andrew Wiggins is still seventy one percent rostered. He had a big game the other day. I get it. But if you're even that big team, day was hollow points. It was just points. He didn't yeah. get any stocks. It was yeah. If you're in a 10 team points league, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to do that. Kevin Herter is 60%, 66% rostered. I don't think we need to play that game, honestly. Uh, Malik Monk is just straight up better than him. Um yeah, Tyus Jones is a guy we always get questions about. Um, I it would if I, I don't have him on any of my rosters, I would hate to drop him, probably because I gave up like a seventh round pick for him. But he's but, been, it, and honestly, it's not like he's going to get more opportunity. He's been playing terrible, getting thirty plus minutes a night. You know, like and a fast pace. Like I, I don't see what can happen where Jones turns it around. No, and any of those guys that Alex mentioned in that sixty percent range in ten team leagues, I think you're better off streaming a player. Um, yeah. You know, whoever the hot pickup is, whoever has four games that week. Um, 12 team and deeper. That's another, another story. Most of those players are still going to have some value outside of Kevin Herter and Isaiah Stewart, please, for the love of everything, <laughs> just find a different option. While Shannon prepares for his special appearance in the old man rant section, I have a fan question for Alex, Alex Duncan Robinson or Hawkes for the Miami heat. That's actually, you know, that's, that's a good question. Um, I I would lean. Who would I lean? Actually, Robinson. I worry Robinson is mostly doing this because Hero is out. You could also make the argument that like Hawkes is doing a lot of this because Hero is out. Yeah, I think Hawkes is better. I would lean Hawkes. Um, could be a what you yeah. need question, right? You need threes. Robinson's obviously your guy. Yeah, you need more a- uh, rebounds. Go Hawkins, yes. right? If it, yes, especially if you're in a category league, that's the argument. I need threes. I go Robinson. If you're in a points league or you're in a neutral environment in terms of value, I think Hawkins is the guy. Um, is it is it time for our uh, vivid seats read before our Friday? Oh yes, picks? please tell us about our good friends at Vivid Seats. I would love to. Uh, let's see here. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk dribble and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. 
And because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. Vivid Seats, experience it live. That's code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. Okay, Alex and Shannon. Shannon and I will start with you. Uh, you had a little time to prep there, but please give us your DFS picks for the six-game slate that is tonight. Yeah, it's actually a pretty ho-hum slate. There, there are some injuries to keep an eye on. Uh, Bancaro with the Magic is a game-time decision. Looks like he, he's leaning towards likely playing. Uh, definitely check that before lineups lock. Booker uh, with Phoenix, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon with Denver, Wemby for the Spurs. Wemby's the the big one. That's the one I really want to keep a close eye on because it'd be interesting to see what the Spurs do. Do they go with a smaller lineup and maybe reinsert Devin Vassell uh, into the, the starting lineup? Or do they have someone like Charles Bassey uh, play minutes at the four? Yeah, it's it's going to give a boost to basically everyone on that team. Um, Kelton Johnson, Vassell, Sohan, who's coming off that gigantic game that we mentioned earlier, and, and all of those guys, um, especially Sohan uh, and and Vassell, fifty six hundred on, on Fanduel for Sohan, Vassell sixty five, um, Zach Collins, who was mentioned earlier, also um, a very attractive uh, salary for tonight's slate. I, I like all those guys and. If Bassey somehow is named the starter, uh, of course, he'll be a solid option as well. Mm. Yeah. How, how about this Washington-Orlando game? It's a 237 and a half. Uh, I kind of like Jalen Suggs after he put up 22 against the Wizards a couple nights ago. Yeah, this is a rematch, um, which to me, those games are always interesting. I, I think the team that lost generally has more of an advantage because they're, they're, they're game planning, but we're also talking about the Washington Wizards here. Uh, and this this game, <laughs> this game, you know, has earned the over under, <clears throat> excuse me, 139, 120 was the final score of the last game. Um, yeah, I mean, Suggs, I, I, I think Suggs is a fine play. He's got a ton of steals upside. Cole Anthony no also popped off for 25, six and five. I just don't think they have anybody. The Wizards don't have anybody to really check anybody on Orlando's backcourt. No right for the Wizards, right? All their defense is gone. Yeah, yeah, their defense isn't there. Um, you know, and on the Wizards side, I mean, do you trust anybody on this team besides Denny Avdia and Kyle Kuzma? And do you even really trust Avdia? No. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would I would think about Kuzma just because he's I, – I think Kuzma's having a really, really nice season this year. Like, he has looked awesome. Um, I wish he was on a winning team because I think he would look great uh, for, for them, but – that's that's well. He's where getting we're a at. ton of those only decent player on a horrible team points that someone's yeah. got to shoot, and 
he wouldn't be getting those shots. Uh, I, I mean, from a DFS uh, standpoint as well, like on FanDuel, Kuzma, 7,900. So he's under $8,000 uh, for tonight's slate. He's had some monster games. I mean, just looking at the past six outings, uh, three of those, he's topped 50 points, 52, 60, 57 fantasy points. He's had some gigantic games. He's one of the only players on that roster, if not the only one, who's averaging well above 30 minutes per game. Most of these other guys like Jones and Poole, uh, Gafford, who we all expected to break out, you know, one of the reasons why they're not breaking out is because they routinely play under 30 minutes in these games. Kuzma is the guy who's still getting all of the run he can handle, um, averaging, well, even he is only at 31 minutes per game, but very, very productive. Best, best season of his career by far, averaging a career-high 4.8 assists. Not doing anything on defense, but you got to stay on brand if you're the Coos, so I get that. <laughs> How cheap is D. Rose tonight on FanDuel? Uh, He's getting the start again. Yeah, under 5,000, 48 or 49. Um, so both Derek Rose and, and our boy Roddy, Rowdy Piper. Uh, what, what's the, the, the Roddy body? Um, or whatever that is. Big body Roddy. Big body body Roddy. Roddy, uh, The snack (laughs) brother. You know, (laughs) either one. 4,600 for for Roddy and uh, 48 or 49 for Derrick Rose. So both of those guys are options as well. I I am interested to see if Derrick Rose maybe has the night off because it is the second day of a back-to-back. But... I think both are, are worthy of consideration if you're looking for value options. We also Desmond have Bain has that look on his face like, can someone help me, please? Someone. We have uh, we have Orlando, Washington. We mentioned it with the highest over under, uh, <laughs> but New Orleans, uh, San Antonio is not that far behind at 236. New Orleans expected to score the same amount of points as Orlando. Uh, so I think that's worth looking into. Zion is coming off a monster game uh, the other night against the Joel Embiidless uh, late scratch 76ers and be at an illness. Uh, McCollum's return was that game. Are you looking anywhere on the Pelicans, Shannon, or are you a little worried about the McCollum return cutting into guys' uh, usage rates? Yeah, with, with McCollum's return, I do worry a little bit about Ingram. Um, and, and McCollum looked great in his in his uh, return as well. You know, 39 fancy points in only 28 minutes. You got to assume those minutes will go up a little bit in game two. Um, like you mentioned, Zion had a gigantic game. Uh, Valanciunas had a solid game as well. But, but Ingram, um, you know, 15 points four rebounds, six assists, only 30, uh, 33.8 fantasy points in 35 minutes. You know, he, he had seen a nice increase in usage and production with uh, CJ out. Uh, but Ingram, Ingram's the guy I worry about more just because he, he thrives most when he has the ball in his hands more. And when CJ McCollum's playing, obviously that doesn't happen as much. Uh, we have a really low over under two seventeen and a half Toronto, uh, versus the Knicks, when you, I mean, when you see an over under that low, Shannon, is that almost a complete stay away for you? Unless there's like just crazy injury value or something like that. It's it's not completely. I mean, one because I think this team, I think this game could uh, blow past that over considerably. I mean, with the you had the Knicks play last night, they gave up. You know, that game was a two hundred thirty uh, point 
total 112 to 118 win over the Pistons. Uh, you got to assume the Knicks are going to be somewhat tired. They're traveling to Toronto from New York to Toronto for that second half of a back-to-back. Um, so I, you know, I could go either way, right? It's either the, both teams, it's a slow paced game and, and both teams fall, you know, fall dead, fall, fall flat and, and don't really explode. But I I'm getting the hint that this game will be a little bit different than that. I, I like it to go well past that over. And as a result, I like some of the Knicks and Raptors. Um, I think Randall, who, who has really picked up his play lately, um, he's back-to-back 50-plus point fantasy outings. Um, Brunson, just a gigantic game last night against the Pistons. Um, that, that also, after D'Angelo Russell and Brunson put up back-to-back monster performances against the Pistons, uh, I would say please target those, uh, those scoring point guards that play against Detroit moving forward. If you want to get some, some big performances in your DFS lineups. Um, but you know, I like, I like the New York side with Randall and Brunson again tonight, even though it is the second game of a back-to-back and then Schroeder Ananobi, even Siakam um, and Barnes, those guys are for how productive they've been and what their ceiling is for an individual game. They're, their their prices their salaries on FanDuel are are pretty discounted so I like any of them if if you're just looking for that extra roster filler. Anybody else you want to highlight or low light Shannon before we move on? Let's move on and wrap this up. Well, we are we are wrapping it up with an old man <laughs> rant, but it's not from Ken. It's from you, Shannon. The Detroit Pistons just completed the most worthless month of NBA basketball ever. They redefined no nut November zero wins for the month, 16 straight losses. This team is now two and 17 on the season. Uh, Since the all-star break last year, four and 40, it was cute. It was cute at that time. You know, last year you had Cade sitting out. He was out with injury by, by post all-star break. Bogdanovich was shut down. Stewart was shut down. So you're like, Oh, great. We get see Ivy and Duran get some extra run, get excited about the future. Once all the other pieces are healthy, there is no future. <laughs> there is no future. Monty Williams, highest paid coach in NBA history. He is a worthless bum. Do you know who his do you know who his assistant coach is? Steven Silas, Rockets coaching legend. So even if they decide to move on from Monty Williams in an unprecedented move after tossing him 70 or 80 million dollars, they're gonna fall back to Steven Silas as the interim coach. No, that's not gonna happen. And in all of this, this all for starts- yeah, anything, man. Bring back SVG. Bring back Dwayne Casey. Anything is better than what we have right now. But it's worse. It goes above Monty Williams. He's a nut. He doesn't know what he's doing. But above him, Troy Weaver, just an absolute clown. Arn Tellum, former former NBA player agent who somehow works in a free agent uh, in a NBA front office. And guess who works underneath those two guys? Their children, their sons, <laughs> Nepo babies Ooh. running this team. None of them know a damn thing. Burn it to the ground. 
it's at the point where we're we're going to be close to trading Cade as the only option to do anything at all. He was supposed to be the savior, number one overall pick. Get lucky one year with those lotto balls. This is a historically a, a proud franchise. One of the better franchises in NBA history, seventh most playoff wins in NBA history, one of seven teams with three or more NBA championships. This hat, my entire body plastered in piston swag. I got piston sweatpants on, <laughs> got it all. This hat's older than Alex. I remember, <laughs> not, not an exaggeration, this hat is older than Alex. It is from the mid-80s. I remember Kelly Trapuca's mustache. Ooh. I remember the bad boys. I remember the going to work Pistons. John Nowadays, Stanley. we have Pistons fans who are only a handful of years younger than Alex who think this team has just always been garbage. Yeah. It's always been the, the dregs of the NBA. I was mocked in a, in a neighborhood fantasy football text thread by some of my neighbors. One of them one of whom is a Washington Wizards fan. <laughs> Claiming the NBA needs to, needs to retract, get rid of teams, uh, starting with the Pistons. All this right. is it. It's time to burn it down, please. All right, that, was a, that was a nice, concise Pistons rant. <laughs> Ryan says you forgot the R. I but uh, was- otherwise, genius. Genius, genius rant. Ken, uh, real, real depression is quiet. Uh, That's so true. That's yeah. true. Good it's point. not. De- it's it's beyond depression. It's sadness it's on a whole nother uh, level. All right, guys, did we mispronounce any names today's episode? I don't think so. There's a little Roddy Roddy confusion, but you know, it's uh, I mean, we're talking about players four percent rostered. Get get double digit rostered before we pronounce your name, <laughs> David. <laughs> Uh, okay, thank you everybody for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Underdog Vivid Seats. Ken, take us out of here. Well, let's go back to Detroit <laughs> and New York, where Pistons head coach Monty Williams said this about third last night's 118-112 road loss to the Knicks. Quote, I saw the fight and resiliency we can build on. I'd like to point out the Pistons were the first team to lose an entire full month um, in the last eight years. Does this quote mean we'll maybe be seeing more of Isaiah Livers and Killian Hayes in the starting lineup? Hmm. Anyway, attention passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.